Welcome into Scoops with DannyMac.com and our visit with Brian Walton. It is brought to you by Mark Milton, currently sideways with the IRS. If you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night, make sure you call Mark Milton. Proud St. Louis U law school alum, earned his accounting degree from the University of Illinois. Bottom line, if you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with DannyMac.com. We talk it over every Wednesday with Brian Walton of TheCardinalNation.com. And baseball never stops. It is all year long, even in the minor leagues, certainly here in the major leagues. And uh, Brian does an incredible job covering both. Hey, Brian, good morning to you, and uh, thanks as always for joining us. Pleasure as always, Dan. Um, all right, I'm going to start with this. Albert Pujols is ridiculous. That's it. He's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Maybe you thought there might be some great moments. I thought there would be, but I never, ever, in my wildest imagination, uh, imagined seeing him doing what he's doing, homering in his final at bat at home, uh, passing Babe Ruth and runs batted in. It's just been incredible, Brian. What, what's it been like from your perspective? You know, I, I've got to uh, eat some crow here, Dan. I was one of the many who looked at the numbers and said, listen, Albert can't hit right-handed pitchers anymore. And, you know, the first half, it sort of bared that out. But something happened, you know, in the second half. And, you know, Albert has a, an OPS of 1,100 against all kinds of pitching. And it's, it's just like the clock has been turned back. And, you know, we see him in the, in the dugout, you know, constantly, uh, you know, looking at video. And, and, and so you can see that he's not resting on his laurels. He's continuing to try to learn to trying to look for that competitive edge. And, you know, he's just been a godsend for the Cardinals. You know, he, I mean, he made the all-star team, uh, you know, at the end of the first half more as a sentimental choice. But if you look at his results, I mean, they stand on their own. If, if the all-star game were to be now, he, you know, he would be right up there with Goldschmidt and Arenado. He, he really would. Um, is a guy that covered the, you know, and, and has covered the minor leagues for a long, long time. What are some of the stories that you remember from back then? And he was only there for, for one year and had the remarkable season and then helped uh, Memphis in the postseason. But what do you remember about him as a minor leaguer? Well, you know, you, you see guys drafted in the 11th, 12th, 13th. You don't think, you know, you think, okay, well, maybe they've got a shot. And then all of a sudden, you know, this guy's in Peoria and he's hitting the ball like crazy and people are talking about him. And it's like, you know, did they find a diamond in the rough? And then, you know, when he had the opportunity, as he said, after Peoria's season ended that year to go all the way up to triple A and he, you know, performed well in triple A, it's like, you know, these guys have somebody special on their hands. But even then, I don't think anybody expected what would happen, you know, in his first spring training for him to make the major league roster with such limited experience. But it's, you know, it's a situation where he opened eyes, of course, injuries, you know, helped create opportunity. And, you know, he really never looked back at, at that point in time. You know, Albert was a third baseman. I don't know how many folks remember that, you know, Albert started at the, at the hot corner uh, before moving to the outfield and then eventually, you know, finding a home at first base. Yeah. And he wasn't bad either. I mean, even in that rookie year, he was playing the outfield. He'd play a little third. He might, I remember a couple of times they put him at short. He'd be at first base. I mean, He's just an incredible baseball player, and uh, it's been a privilege, man, to watch this guy play. Yeah, you, you talk about playing shortstop. You know, one of the things I always enjoyed, and I'm sure you've seen it too, uh, over the years in batting practice, you'd see uh, Yadier yeah. Molina taking balls at shortstop. Because let's face it, we're talking about guys who are at the you know top 
half percent of all professional athletes in the world. So, you know, the pigeonhole guy and say, well, he can't, you know, he can't do this or he can't do that. These guys are the best of the best and they can probably do just about anything their, their mind, uh, you know, puts into. Now, granted, you know, Yadier wouldn't have the same range as a, as a Paul DeYoung or a Tommy Edmund at shortstop, but you know, the guys have the instincts, they have the hands, they have the knowledge of how to play, to play hitters. That, that is something you can't, you can't manufacture. It just happens through years and years of experience. I wonder if you had the chance to talk to Dave Ricketts, uh, God rest his soul, but about Yachty. And uh, I know Dave was obviously championing, uh, championing uh, Yachty to, to you know, continue to, to grow and be a major leaguer. But, uh, and he worked with the catchers of the Cardinals uh, for so many years. But uh, I, I'd be just so curious uh, to, to know what he thought at that time watching a young Yachty or Molina in the minor leagues. And Yadier Molina was more known than Albert Pujols was. Yadier was a fourth rounder uh, when he was drafted, but the question about him was the bat, right? I mean, he had that family heritage, and his brothers were already, you know, starting to become known as uh, premier defensive catchers in baseball. But Molina worked very hard, not only at his, his catching, but also at his offense. And you know, in addition to Dave Ricketts, certainly Mike Matheny uh, played a played an important role in Yadier's development as well. And to his credit, you know, he helped him. He didn't, uh, you know, show the veteran snub the young guy and really, you know, help Molina, you know, build the confidence and the experience to take his job. And, you know, that showed a lot about uh, Mike Matheny and, you know, the heritage of the Cardinals organization where guys, the, the older guys, you know, and Albert Pujols puts his arm around to Juan Yepes and, you know, he doesn't do it for the cameras. He does it because he genuinely wants to help, you know, the young man succeed. No question about it. All right, let's get into some of the minor league stuff that's happening right now. Uh, Arizona Fall League kicking off, and uh, there's some news with that with the Cardinals, and they've got a bunch of them going to uh, Arizona. That's right. The Cardinals have eight players in the Arizona Fall League uh, playing for the Salt River Raptors, and they're they're joining uh, prospects from other organizations, Toronto, uh, Arizona, several others. And um, the the organizations that staff each of these AFL teams, you know, kind of get together and almost have a draft where they decide, okay, you know, who's going to provide a cat to catcher, you know, you're going to provide a catcher, you're going to provide a catcher. Okay. That's enough catchers. You know, how do we have enough starting pitchers? How do we have enough outfielders, et cetera. And so they come up with a, a roster together and the Cardinals <clears throat> have four pitchers in the Arizona fall league, three of whom are starters. And I'm talking about lefty Connor Thomas from, uh, from Memphis uh, Kyle Leahy, who spent most of the season at Double A Springfield, and then of course Tink Hens, the prospect from Low A, he's the least experienced of the guys in the Arizona Fall League. So the Cardinals had a decision: you know, which one of these guys do we want to start? Because when there's uh, uh, five teams making up an AFL team, each team basically provides one guy to be a starter, and the other guys could be uh, spot starters if needed. But one guy is going to be a regular person in the rotation. And Kyle Leahy's already thrown 150 innings uh, just in the regular season. That's a lot for a minor league. So they decided to put him in relief. Hence, all year long has been limited to four innings and 60 pitches or so. So he's also going to pitch in relief. So that leaves Connor Thomas as the uh, designated starter of the lefty for um, the Salt River Rafters. Rattler Pest Solutions is a third-generation company that has been growing since 1956. They exceed their clients' needs and expectations. Largest family-owned pest control company in Missouri. Top 100 pest management company in the nation. A personalized approach. Same day, next day, Saturday scheduling. The Rattler Promise. Money-back guarantee. If for any reason you're not happy with their service, Rottler is just a phone call away. Visit Rottler.com to schedule your free, no-obligation inspection and estimate today. Rottler, official partner of the Cardinals. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair. It's 
you have a waterproofing issue in your basement, Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner stress. StratumRepair.com. Because we care. Your trusted source for basement repair is Stratum. I like him. I, I like seeing him in spring. I don't know what you thought, but I, I thought that here's a kid that throws strikes, and, and that's what, you know, going back to spring is and reflecting on last year, they needed people that threw strikes, and that's something that at least in the spring he showed that he could do that. He did, and I thought, you know, I was really optimistic about Connor Thomas's chances of helping St. Louis this year. I think if he would have somehow been able to continue on his momentum in 2021, we would have seen that because, of course, you know, the left-handed side of the bullpen, you know, sort of unraveled as the season went on with Cabrera and McFarland, you know, that created opportunity. Absolutely. You know, good thing the Cardinals went out and got Romero, but Connor Thomas, while he answered the bell every day, you know, made his start every fifth day, he in a way, sort of like Matthew Libertor, didn't take that next step forward in terms of his performance. You know, gave up more hits and runs than he liked. Still was, you know, not walking a lot of guys. But, you know, he didn't step forward with the kind of performance that said that pushed him to the front of the line to get a job with St. Louis. Now, we're, you know, we're still talking about guys 23, 24 years old who still have a lot of career runway. And I'm not saying uh, Connor Thomas's chances aren't over. But, you know, he had an opportunity in 2022 that he hasn't taken. But the organization obviously has has confidence in his potential or he wouldn't be in Arizona. Uh, the winter ball guys are starting to get spread oh, out. Hey, Dan, Dan, before, Dan, before you leave the AFL, I want to talk about a couple other things too, sure. if I may. Oh yeah, sure. The, the, one of the things that the, that the organizations get to do on the position player side in the AFL is they get to designate a priority player. And what that means is, you know, with all those, with all the players, these rosters are, I don't know, 35 or more up to 40 players. And so, you know, guys don't get to play every day normally, but each organization gets to designate one player as a priority player. And that player is typically going to be in the lineup about four out of every five days in the week. And looking at the Cardinals who went down there, you could, you know, you could definitely make a case for Mason Wynn uh, to, to play that role. Um, but the Cardinals made a decision that Jordan Walker is going to be their priority player. So what that means is, you know, Jordan Walker not only started uh, opening day, but he was also uh, batting cleanup. So, you know, we're going to see a lot of Jordan Walker. Now, Mason Wynn, of course, very talented shortstop. But interestingly enough, um, there's a, a Arizona prospect, Jordan Lawler, who's also a top 15 or 20 prospect in the game. He's a shortstop. And so he's on that rafters roster as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they juggle around at bats and, 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 and innings. And then of course, another player who's down there is uh, Mike Antico who opened a lot of eyes between uh, Peoria and Springfield stealing over 50 bases this season, a uh, uh, former player from the university of Texas, his first full season as a professional and a guy that, you know, could get himself in the center field picture for the Cardinals in the future. Mike Antico is, is the eighth player uh, in the Arizona fall league. And he's on what's called the taxi squad. And, in the past, that meant that he could only play two days a week. Taxi squad players could only play Wednesday and Saturday. But they've loosened up the, the rules quite a bit, and Antico, as a taxi squad player, will still be able to play uh, whenever his manager wants to plug him in. So, um, And then the, the last position player that I didn't mention um, is uh, catcher Pedro Pajes, a very good defensive catcher, has had – periods of time this past season where he was exceptional with the bat and then a, a month at a time where he just goes completely ice cold. So they're going to be looking for more consistency offensively from Pedro Pais. And he's a guy that, 
you know, will be under consideration for a 40-man roster spot and certainly will be in spring camp next year. Good stuff. How about uh, the winter ball guys and, and jumping around there a little bit? Yeah, winter ball, um, the, the, um, there are leagues in uh, Dominican Republic, uh, in Venezuela, in Puerto Rico, uh, Colombia, other uh, areas around the world. And typically it's guys from those countries who play for their teams, but not always. So, for example, we've seen in the past Andrew Kisner play winter ball uh, in the Caribbean to get more experience when he was you know, coming up as a catcher. So not only will there be nationals, but also there'll be some Americans that will go over and play winter ball, if not for the whole winter, part of the winter. And these leagues typically start up in October and they culminate with something called the Caribbean Series, which is played at the very, very beginning of uh, February. And that's where all these, the best of the, in Mexico and uh, Colombia, Dominican, et cetera, all the best teams come together in, in a tournament. And one of the guys that's going to be uh, playing winter ball, we think, is Moises Gomez. And we've talked a little bit about him, but, you know, we spent so much time talking about Alec Burleson, rightfully so. Moises Gomez didn't always get the attention that he deserved. And he was a guy that was signed as a, a minor league free agent this year, got away from Tampa Bay, really wasn't all that distinguished at double A the year before. But this year came on 39 home runs, which set a new uh, record in the Cardinals minor league system and was the top in all of minor league baseball. And uh, Moises Gomez, I think, finished uh, third in slugging percentage, fifth in OPS, seventh in total bases, all across minor league baseball. And here's a guy, because he was a free agent last year, he could become a free agent again this year. And I would have to think that Moises Gomez is going to get added to the 40-man roster. Still just 24 years of age. And he's kind of a success story, not unlike Juan Yepes a year ago, who, as folks may remember, you know, got called up to St. Louis uh, right before the wild card round um, and, and was added to the roster at that time. Sure. Um, there is the World Baseball Classic coming up again uh, this spring, but it's really starting right now because you have the qualifiers around the world, and uh, there's a little bit of a, a cardinal flavor with that too, correct? That's right, Dan. You know, the, the World Baseball Classic will be played this spring. In fact, some of the major league clubs will be playing exhibition games against some of the World Baseball Classic um, teams. Uh, we've already heard that both uh, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado will play for Team USA. And the countries like um, the United States and Cuba and Dominican, they're all in in the tournament. They'll, they'll be in the World Baseball Classic tournament. But a lot of the smaller countries that aren't baseball powers, and I'm talking about uh, Italy, Great Britain, France, Germany, you know, those types of countries have to compete in qualifying tournaments to earn a spot into the World Baseball Classic. And there was a tournament uh, just a couple weeks ago uh, in Europe, in, held in Germany, and uh, Great Britain uh, competed with France, Germany, Czech Republic, and several other countries. And Matt Koperniak, who was uh, uh, one of the stalwarts at Double A, uh, an outfielder this year, played for Great Britain because he was actually born in Great Britain uh, as a as a, um, a member of a family who was his dad was in public service, and so uh, Matt Kaferniak was able to play for Great Britain, and Great Britain actually won their World Baseball Classic qualifier, so they'll be playing along with the Czech Republic in the uh, World Baseball Classic uh, this spring. So you know it'll be going on. It's a it's a it's a really a big deal for a lot of these other countries. It's a little bit of a disruption in that guys aren't in spring training camp the full time, but it's something that Major League Baseball is really really behind, and they want to see the World Baseball Classic be successful. No doubt about it. That's good stuff. Um, also, great stuff at your website, thecardinalnation.com. So what are you working on right now, Brian? 
Well, we're, we just started our daily recaps. If folks want to read about what's happening with the Cardinals prospects, they can come in every morning. We have a free article about how the players did in, in the league. Uh, we're still continuing our um, players of the year. We're starting our uh, we, we got through uh, relief pitchers of the year and starting pitchers of the year. Now we're actually going to start on players of the year by level. And then we'll have top rookies, first-year players, um, uh, manager of the year, et cetera. So we're continuing with all these awards. And then once you know, winter ball starts, we'll have regular reports on the Cardinals that are playing around the globe as well. So it, it never stops. The minor league coverage never stops at the Cardinal Nation. Hey, great stuff, Brian. Thanks you. Uh, thank you, and uh, we'll catch you up next Wednesday. All right, Dan. Yeah, well, you know, be interesting to hear what you're going to be working on during the off season. I know it's a, a bittersweet uh, thing to you know have to call your last game, but uh, you know, watching the Cardinals in the playoffs and the the history making that these uh, veterans like Molina and Pujols and Wainwright are going to do is certainly make it worth watching. There's no doubt. So much fun. I'll actually be doing uh, some of the the games. Uh, well, all the games I'll be on radio, so I'll be doing a few oh, innings. Oh, that's in that. great. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So really looking forward to that first time I get to do uh, postseason baseball after all these years. So I. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Love doing this, Brian. Thanks for doing it, and uh, we'll catch up next Wednesday. Okay, Dan.